Welcome to the Negotiation and Conflict Management podcast series. I'm glad I know that now. This series is brought to you by the NAC team. NAC stands for Negotiation and Conflict. NAC is made up of a team of scholars who are passionate about the teaching, research, and practice of negotiation and conflict management and all related topics. We offer you this podcast series to highlight the work of global academic thought leaders who have a knack for negotiating and managing conflict. We hope you enjoy this episode. I'm Min Hong Tsai, your podcast host for today. Our podcast guest today is Corinne Bendersky, Professor and Area Chair of Management and Organizations at UCLA Anderson School of Management. She's an expert in workplace conflict, status, justice, and diversity and inclusion in teams and organizations. Her research contributes to both academic knowledge and organizational practice. Today's episode focuses on balancing professional prototypes to create a more diverse and inclusive workplace. Welcome, Professor Corinne Bendersky, today's guest. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's begin with our first question. Could you please summarize your findings in these two papers and share the take-home message with our audience? Sure. So the papers were, first of all, inspired by uh, an opportunity I had to get to know some firefighters. And I learned from them, male firefighters, that the percentage of women in the United States professional fire service is extremely low. Less than 4% of professional firefighters in the U.S. are female, and that percentage is roughly similar in almost every other part of the world. So I and my co-author, Felix Stanbold, are really curious about how a woman could not just succeed, but be recognized for her full potential Uh, in such a male-dominated profession. And in addition to being 96% male, it's also a very masculine profession, meaning that the stereotypes associated with the occupational prototype of a firefighter tend to be stereotypically masculine. So what that means in lay terms is if you think about a firefighter, most people automatically think of a man and think first and foremost about strength and courage and being emotionally stoic and a a number of other characteristics and traits that are stereotypically masculine. So for one of the few women who um, has the interests and capabilities to succeed in this professional environment, not only does she have to overcome the burden of proof of uh, you know, meeting the the standards and getting through the very rigorous training that all firefighters have to do, but she also has to overcome the um, inevitable skepticism that there is about her abilities. Uh, that skepticism arises from this incredible lack of fit between any woman and this highly masculine and masculinized work context. So there's we we did a lot of reading and uh, learning about the broad constructs of lack of fit, uh, particularly in terms of demographic stereotypes about groups and different organizations or professions, and uh, came up with a general critique of that literature 
in terms of the interventions that have been utilized to try to reduce lack of fit, by the way, the research has found overwhelming challenges for people who don't fit their occupational context, essentially uh, boiling down to intense skepticism and scrutiny for their entire careers. Um, most of the interventions from the existing literature focus on changing the person. So if you think about uh, leadership literature, where there is a similar lack of fit between women and masculine stereotypes about leaders being assertive and agentic, the interventions and the recommendations are, you know, sort of a la Sandberg's lean in. You know, the women just need to be more agentic and more assertive. And yet, unfortunately, there's also a lot of research that when people violate, behave in ways that violate the stereotyped expectations for the group, they're penalized for those stereotypic violations. And that can be experienced as backlash um, or at least not earning the same um, sort of value for the behavior. So a woman acting agentic is not going to be rewarded in the same way as a man acting agentic, even if those behaviors are both identical and equally appropriate for the context in which they are in. Is that woman has the additional barrier of violating feminine stereotypes of being communal. So we sort of thought about, well, if the lack of fit is a two-part problem. It's the stereotypes about an individual and their misalignment with characteristics of an occupational prototype, the context in which they're working. And if changing the person doesn't alleviate the lack of fit problems, then maybe there are ways we can change the um, characteristics associated with the professional prototype. So modify the way people think about the context. And if we can do that, maybe that would um, achieve better alignment, essentially by broadening the definition of the kind of person who fits within the prototype. So for firefighters, we did uh, a lot of, we spent a lot of time uh, talking to firefighters, visiting them in, uh, while they were working, and also surveying them. Um, but primarily through qualitative data, gained a better understanding of what firefighters actually do and what characteristics are truly important to succeed as a firefighter. And what we learned is that although being physically strong and courageous and emotionally stoic are actually very important characteristics of firefighters, it's not all that matter. If you look at the array of tasks that firefighters do, and in the United States at least, um, the overwhelming majority of uh, emergency 911 calls are responded to first by firefighters. They're first responders for not just fires, but also medical emergencies and car crashes and natural disasters and anything that somebody might call 911 for. And so firefighters need to be very broadly um, flexible, not just in terms of technical and medical knowledge, but also social and emotional skills. They are interacting with the public that they serve. Oftentimes in the public, the citizens' worst situations, you know, they're, they're engaging with people when they're experiencing trauma. And in order to do their job well, firefighters need to ex exhibit a great deal of emotional intelligence, and in particular, the trait of compassion we identified as being essential to firefighter success. 
Well, compassion is a stereotypically feminine characteristic. And what we realize then is that the actual traits, the whole constellation of traits associated with being a successful firefighter are a mix of stereotypically masculine and stereotypically feminine traits. And so we developed an experimental intervention where we um, encourage people to think about the broad, the broad set of traits associated with firefighters to make salient this mix of feminine and masculine and do what we call balance the professional prototype. And by that, we mean gender balance. And in effect, what it means is um, this is uh, uh, making the association between gender stereotypes and professional success. So by balancing the professional prototype, we found in one project that that was uh, by uh, encouraging people to keep that raw uh, balanced prototype in their mind before evaluating hypothetical male and female um, early career stage firefighters, dramatically reduced the gender gap in um, perceived capability and expected success. And this was true both for active duty firefighters who participated and for the general public. In another project, we used very similar kind of prototype balancing intervention. And in this project, we were looking at how followers endorse uh, supervisors as leaders. So when a, a subordinate endorses a supervisor as a leader, they are likely to follow that leader's lead and emulate the leader's attitudes and behaviors. And within a highly masculine profession like the fire service, there are supervisors of whom we call sexist supervisors who strongly endorse this highly masculinized version of the prototype and reinforce the lack of fit for women and anyone who um, themselves doesn't fit that, those masculine stereotypes. And so we found that by making a balanced prototype salient in the minds of subordinates, when they were evaluating their leaders, they were much less likely to endorse sexist leaders than when they were thinking about the prototype in very masculine terms. So in both of these projects, we found that modifying the way people think about the professional prototype, the context in which people are working, reduces gender bias and reduces endorsement of sexist supervisors. Hopefully the downstream consequences of both of those are reducing the experience of gender exclusion for non-masculine people in a highly masculinized profession. Thank you for sharing your insights. So how did you and your co-author come up with the ideas for these articles? Could you please give us some background about the generation of these research ideas? Sure. I had the good fortune of sitting on a, an interdisciplinary research panel that had been convened by the Army Research Institute to help identify projects that the ARI should consider funding to help them better understand small unit effectiveness. That was the context. And this occurred right at the time when the armed forces in the United States were pairing to lower barriers to um, combat infantry roles and special forces roles for women in the military. And so in the context of that project, I talked to a number of military professionals, people who were in special forces roles in the army, army rangers and things like that. 
and asked them what they thought a woman would need to do to be able to succeed as an army ranger or in a combat role. And the conversations really triggered a lot of curiosity and interest for me about how difficult that would be and how curious I was to observe that demographic shift. Unfortunately, I found it very difficult to get access to studying active duty military personnel because I'm not affiliated with any military research institutions. But as I mentioned, I uh, knew a firefighter just socially and was talking to him about this project. And he was, he's the one who pointed out the low percentage of women in the fire service. And that is quite a bit lower in the fire service than in any branch of the U.S. military. And then he introduced me to his fire chief, who then kind of opened the doors for me to have access to fire service personnel. Um, at the same time, I met Felix Stanbold, who was a doctoral student at UCLA's social psychology department, and he had been working on professional prototypes and uh, in some other contexts in, in the STEM fields, for instance. And so we began talking about this idea of prototype balancing as an approach to studying women in these highly masculinized professions like fire service. Thanks for listening to part one. Please be sure to listen to part two to learn even more. You don't want to miss it. On behalf of our NAC team, Deborah Tsai, Michael Gross, Jennifer Parlamis, Laura Reese, and Ming Hong Tsai, thank you for listening. For more information about this and every episode, you can check out the podcast notes on the NAC website. There you can find additional sources and links to material cited in each episode. Please tell a friend about our podcast, and we hope you will join us next time for another fascinating discussion about a topic you'll be glad to know about.